0: 2023 was a year for Indiana, and while politically there are certainly things that we talk about, disagree about, have issues with, when it comes to business, it came to the state. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Find everything at tonykatz.com. That's K A T Z, tonykatz.com. Gary Dick joins us from insideindianabusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. Uh, you can find him personally at Gary Dick, G E R R Y, at Gary Dick on the Twitter box. $28.7 billion in commitments. Uh, that's a, That's a lot of good money coming to the state of Indiana, Gary Dick.
1: It is, and uh, a big spotlight put on the state. You know, Tony, the year before, last 2022, I think the number was something like 22 or 23 billion in uh, uh, commitments from companies uh, around the, really around the globe to invest in Indiana. Those already here or those uh, looking to locate in Indiana, and a lot was made at that time of that big number and how could that be topped? And it wasn't a big way, as you said, nearly 29. Billion dollars that represents potential investment, you know, planned investment for more than 200 companies, and it runs the gamut. You know, we saw life sciences investment. We saw, you know, a lot of investment as we've talked about in the uh, the electrification of the auto industry, um, uh, Stellantis, uh, Samsung SDI, GM, uh, a number of companies investing big time in Indiana. So, from a number standpoint, uh, and from an attraction, a success rate standpoint. 2023 was uh, was a really good year for the state. And if you talk to folks at the Indiana Economic Development Corporation and elsewhere around the state, they say 24 is shaping up, the pipeline is shaping up to be yet another good year. So some momentum.
0: It's certainly something that Brad Chambers, uh, the former Secretary of Commerce, is going to use, utilize in his run for, for, for governor and taking credit for these things. The other, I think, big story is how – Indiana is again ranked amongst the best states to start a business. Is this a taxation conversation, or is this a regulation conversation, or is this a talent conversation?
1: You can, you know, I think all of the above, and you, you're referencing Forbes. They came out with their list of the uh, best, uh, best states to start a business. Indiana actually fell, but they were number one last year. Indiana was number one last year. This year, they just fell one spot there. So they're number two in the country, Indiana, is in terms of the best states to start a business. They look at a number of metrics, uh, Tony, in this uh, study. look at uh, uh, the environment for business growth, uh, the financial environment for entrepreneurs, cost of living, uh, regulation. You know, a number of factors that contribute to that. And, you know, as I look at it uh, and, and where Indiana stacks up when it comes to, to a uh, a business-friendly or business development standpoint, you know, the lists come and go, and in Indiana and other states are ranked in various places. But I put a lot of stock in what I hear, uh, what you hear from CEOs and site selection consultants and those people who are really actively involved in locating companies and locating uh, big investment. Not what they're saying on camera, but what they're saying behind the camera, and I can tell you uh, that, uh, you know, time and time again, the reaction I get from CEOs and those looking to locate or relocate or maybe put a big investment is the business friendly environment in, in Indiana outpaces uh, certainly neighboring states and is among uh, the better environments uh, in the country. You would think that. Every state would be a welcoming business environment, but that's apparently not the case. I mean, uh, not to pile on Illinois because we tend to do that, but. Oh, do it! Case.
0: Pile on to Illinois, yeah. <laughs> and the bears what suck. You talk, you talk Go on.
1: Folks who, yeah, who are looking to locate or relocate, and they cite that as an example uh, in how there's, there's somewhat of an anti business. Uh, attitude or environment. And it's quite the opposite here. And I think it's being reflected in this, uh, this Forbes study that uh, Forbes report that just came out.
0: Talking to Illinois hater, Gary Dick from <laughs> inside business.com. No, is that not the way I say it?
1: It's not yeah, the way. Exactly. Oh, okay. Thought, I thought I and had that right the got beat on, fr- on uh, Friday night too. So
0: uh, talk that. to me about this, this story that has made a lot of noise. Uh, about how um Indy has topped Midwestern cities in three-year GDP growth. You compare Indianapolis and really the metro, so not just Indy proper, two other areas, Milwaukee, Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland, Columbus, Kansas City, St. Louis, we're up 8.4% with $12.1 billion worth of impact. And the next closest one, um is is $9.4 billion out of St. Louis. H- have we figured out how this number comes together?
1: Yeah, I, it, 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 I, I was surprised <laughs> when I saw that number, especially, Tony, and you and I talked a little bit about it, but the IU Kelly School of Business came out a few weeks ago and talked about a, a competitiveness uh, uh, issue, for, in particular for Indianapolis, because of the kinds of jobs uh, attracted here in terms of uh, perhaps not being as high wage as some of the other uh, jobs. But this report that came out, as you said, peer cities in the Midwest, Minneapolis, uh, St. Louis, Cincinnati, and go- going down the list, Indianapolis was substantially higher. The Indy Metro area substantially higher. And I think it's reflective of some of the life sciences manufacturing uh, investment uh, that uh, has come and is coming to uh, central Indiana as well. But a very positive sign heading into twenty twenty four as you try to prop up, uh, if you will, the business case for Indianapolis and in Central Indiana.
0: Well, I, I mean, I love the, I love it. I, I think it's a great number, but it's just it, it's a little bit. There's th- there's a question mark that gets left to that because are we discussing new business coming in? I mean, we talk about twenty eight point seven billion coming in are we talking about further investments into what we already have and when you take a look at the indianapolis metro is that an indianapolis phenomenon meaning did indy do something to attract this opportunity or is it again the indiana story and since indianapolis is the capital more people got attracted here because there's more entertainment more uh, things to do and therefore they grew the business they already had here here
1: yeah, well, this I, you know, I think this is a focus on the Indy Metro. So you look at the metropolitan area uh, certainly, and this was taken. This was a snapshot that was taken a couple of years ago. Uh, I think it was. I, I can't remember the time uh, frame on it uh, specifically, but this was taken uh, a couple of years ago uh, by this uh, this organization. And I think it's a you know I think it's a combination. I I, I think the Indiana story uh, is a positive one. I think they measured GDP uh, for the metro area, so. Uh, presumably, uh, you know, big developments and uh, some of the big projects we've talked about uh, over the uh, course of the past uh, year or so around the state of Indiana wouldn't be included in that. They were just looking at these metro areas and, again, peer uh, metro areas like uh, Milwaukee and and Minneapolis, which uh, has has had a pretty vibrant economy, a lot of Fortune 500 companies up there as well included in the list.
0: Uh, before I let you go, talking to Gary Dick, InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Maybe the biggest story of 2023 came at the end of 2023 for Indianapolis, particularly, uh, which is the story about Circle Center Mall, the $600 million plan to renovate and, and, and redo this whole area. Um, how intense is this plan? Uh, the people at Hendrix, which is the co- company, you have the story there at InsideIndianaBusiness.com, dot uh, com. They kind of they kind of dig the challenge. They like what they're seeing. Um, have you seen the plan? How transformational are we discussing?
1: Well, I think it's potential potentially. Uh, all- Hugely uh, transformational, as you say, six hundred million dollar plant. What I think is interesting is, and we all know, you know, Circle Center was such a catalyst for downtown's renaissance uh, over the years. Became has become really a a a weight, uh, you know, an eyesore of sorts. Uh, uh, More recently, Hendry's Commercial Properties, Wisconsin-based company, Bottleworks, a very successful development there. Ironworks on the north side. They are a very uh, financially well-heeled company that likes to do things the right way. They don't typically do projects this big. They have done it, uh, though, in their home uh, state of Wisconsin and out in Idaho and uh, some other places. But uh, Rob Gerbitz, the uh, CEO of the company was on the show this week, uh, and he said they do like the challenge of of this project. And one of the things he said really drove it was not only what he called the good bones of Circle Center, the way the the mall, uh, you know, kind of the, uh, uh, the infrastructure of the mall, but the other things going on. Around the mall. So, what's going on at Gamebridge Fieldhouse, the new hotel, the um, uh, the Alanco campus uh, across White River, Indy Eleven, all of those projects, several billion dollars, is one of the things that really attracted um, Hendricks to this project. And they're they're going to begin with phase one. It's ten year process so it's not going to happen overnight, but it's it's opening up the mall, so taking an enclosed mall and creating a campus-like environment. So I think potentially the renderings uh, look pretty cool, but I think those are very um, preliminary, if you will, and probably will change just substantially as this project gets going.
0: Gary Dick, InsideIndianaBusiness.com on the Twitter X at IIB. I appreciate you.